so today I'm going to be recording my podcast and today's focus of my topic is going to be based on gun laws and most importantly how gun laws have been changed and added to and all that interesting stuff um since some major tragedies um in our state and other countries um I would say Australia being the biggest one of all but there are also you know school shootings like Sandy Hook, Parkland, especially Columbine. Columbine's one of the biggest ones but I would say the main focus of this topic can be Sandy Hook because that's why a lot of these gun protests and laws are put into place because of the children's young age. So this topic actually um, relates to a major that I want to, you know, when I graduate high school, I want to major in this. Um, I want to major in psychology. Um, I enjoy the thought of digging deep into, you know, these people's minds and trying to figure out why they feel the need to do these things. So that's another reason why I chose this topic. So I'm going to be alternating between two focuses. I wrote a speech and I also have, you know, like my research to do. So for those of you who don't know, on December 14, 2012, a 20-year-old male named Adam Lanza broke into Sandy Hook Elementary School and fatally shot 20 children and six adults. Um, This man, Lanza, he had suffered from multiple mental illnesses and was known as a child from peers, just not act right. He was a bit off. So here were some trigger warnings for that. Um, Right before arriving at the school where he shot those children and people, he shot his mother, Nancy Lanza. And what really shook the nation was that these children were ranged between six and seven years old. So that's definitely different from what we have seen. Um, You know, most of the time it's teenagers, unfortunately, um, in our age group. So the shooting had caused a debate in the town of Newton, Newton, Connecticut, due to the children's young age, like I said. Um, And this led to the debate of many people questioning the Second Amendment, because as you know, the Second Amendment is constantly being argued with and saying, well, should people have the right to own guns um, or should, you know, we have gun control? So many questioned the Second Amendment and how he Lanza acquired the gun because the gun he used was a more dangerous gun. Um, it's interesting how there are no regulations on most guns that can be sold, like military weapons, like AR rifles and things. Um, so before the shooting... Fun fact, um, certain models of semi-automatic assault rifles and high-capacity magazines were banned due to a Congress-passed legislation in 1994, but unfortunately, this relapsed in 2004. Um, The reason, honestly, is unknown. I'm sure it has to do with people complaining about their rights being taken away. So, in response to this shooting... The National Rifle Association responded by saying, oh, well, we want to arm teachers. Um, And this I highly, highly disagree with. You know, it's terrifying waking up every morning and being scared to go to school, you know, especially when you study these things and you want to help people with these. Um, But I do not agree with 
arming teachers because there's so many horrible outcomes and that we can just imagine happening. I don't even want to think about, you know, some of the outcomes that could happen if one of the students got a hand on a gun or the wrong teacher. Oh, it's just horrible to think about. Um, but a year later, a new legislation was in consideration. So this legislation was the Assault Weapons Ban of 2013. Um, this ban proposed banning the sale of more than 150 specific models of firearms. So honestly i was very intrigued by this topic because whenever it says ban they never really said like which models so it got me thinking um obviously you know none of the kids my age were here for this but you know my mom and dad and all kinds of adults you know they remember columbine um it was really, really fatal and that was like one of the big shockers you know because it just it killed a lot of people and it was so unexpected and I've done a lot of research on Columbine. I've dedicated my time to the topic, trying to learn and figure out the mental issues behind it. Um, and I asked myself this the other day. I said, if we were to put this, you know, if we were to put this legislation in real life, would the guns that Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, like, have been banned? Like, the ones that they used, would they have been legal? Um, and even, like, the gun lands they use, or... The gun Nicholas Cruz used, I mean, would those guns be legal with that this ban? So it's just interesting. Um, but unfortunately, this was beaten in the Senate 60 to 40. And this caused so many protests across the world, the nation. Um, so this is relevant to today's idea on gun control. The laws are nowhere near as strict as they should be. We have no gun control laws. And most of the male and females we have elected into the office just sad to say they have no care for creating gun control laws. Um, I will say I feel like as if gun control is a more democratic issue. Um, not trying to get anyone, you know, mad, but that's just opinions and we all entitled to have one. Um, you know, our, our president doesn't he is personally against gun control. And the problem I have with that is if you see, like, we have obviously haven't had a shooting in a little bit. I'm sure some of that's due, you know, to, you know, corona and not being in school a lot. Um, but, you know, when these shootings were more common than they are now, he showed no interest in helping these shootings, like, keeping these students from being scared and making sure that students are safe. So the problem I have with it is, like, you care, but what are you doing to prevent it? Because it seems to me, like, you're focusing on fake news and attempting to ban TikTok and all these things, but it's like, we're not focusing on the bigger issue here. The bigger issue is protecting students and people with gun control and limiting these things so horrible people will not have access to guns and hurt us. Um, so, it's, it's, it's insane. So, in studies show, 3 in 10 American adults say they personally own a gun. And an additional 11% say they live with someone who does. I personally grew up in a household where my dad um, had a gun for protection. We didn't hunt or anything, um, but we did have one. So nearly half of U.S. adults, 48% to be exact, who grew up in a household with guns, and nearly 6 in 10, which is 59%, have friends who own guns, and around 7 in 10, 72%, have fired a gun at some point in their lives. I personally have never touched a gun. I have no interest in guns. Um, I do carry pepper spray, though. Fun fact. 
Um, so among Americans who own a gun, nearly two-thirds say they own more than one, including 25% who own five or more, and a large majority of gun owners own a handgun or pistol, while 62% own a rifle and 54 own a shotgun. So um, two-thirds of gun owners say this is a major reason why they own a firearm. Considerably smaller shares say hunting, sports shooting, gun collecting, or their job. And I'm trying to think of a job where you would need a gun. While men and women are equally like to cite protection as a major reason they vote a gun, women are more likely than men to cite protection as the only reason. So, rural gun owners, however, are far more likely than their urban and suburban counterparts to say hunting is a major reason, um, you know, because they do live out in the country and all these things. So, after Sandy Hook, you know, that man, he broke into the school, he broke through the glass, actually. So, new security features have been put into place, have been buzzers for the front door so you know like whenever a parent or a visitor shows up you know they buzz them in through the front office bulletproof glass and security cameras the buzzer system requires guests or visitors to be buzzed in like i said and actually they demolished the old sandy hook building because it was disrespectful to the victims and the little kids and the new sandy hook elementary school is worth 50 million dollars and it has includes doors that can be locked from the inside out bullet-resistant windows, and bioswales outside the property that absorb water for plants while also keeping visitors at a distance. So that's pretty cool. Um, so these are some statistics after the Sandy Hook shooting. So the number of guns in Newton, Connecticut purchased in America spiked compared to baseline levels, and there were 60 additional accidental deaths related to firearms. 20 of these were among children and 40 among adults. So Two men, Philip Levine and Robert McKnight, sought to better understand how this tragedy affected people's behavior surrounding guns. So these two men looked at Google data, and between 2010 and 2014, they found that weekly search volumes for the terms buy gun and clean gun surged in the four months following the shooting, and particularly <clears throat> following two occasions when President Obama was local about the need for new gun control legislation. So, Obama was very, very vocal about it. I remember hearing about gun control all the time. <clears throat> and I was just, I hope that we get someone in office who supports the legalization of gun control because I feel like it would better benefit our society as a whole and protect students and people just more protectively. Um, they also looked at two different data sets capturing deaths across the country. The results show that as gun sales were increasing, and so to people's exposure to guns, accidental death related to firearms also increased by 27% in such deaths overall and by 64% among children. Um, so actually, this mom, after Sandy Hook, she started a Facebook page. Her name is Shannon Watts. And she's a mother of five, and she started a Facebook page on December 15th, so the day after Sandy Hook when everyone heard about it. And this page was called Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. So she herself had never personally been affected by gun violence, but as we all know, you do not have to be affected by any sort of gun violence to feel sympathy for these victims. Um, I, I mean, I was young and I still feel sympathy I mean I think about these kids all the time and I think about everyone who's been affected by gun violence sorry that's my cat um but she agreed 
with the Assault Weapons Ban of 2013 and the Machintumi Amendment, which it probably has not been heard of much before, but it agreed, <laughs> I mean, it would require universal background checks, but both of these failed to pass the Senate. Um, she wanted to change the way things were because she became outraged whenever the decision was made to arm teachers, and I personally agree with her. Um, <clears throat> the state level is where the majority of the action on gun legislation has happened in the last five years and since Sandy Hook there have been 210 laws to safen gun safety. This included adding mandatory background checks to four states who had never let them down, who had never had them before, along with expansion on previous gun laws in seven other states. This brings the total to 18 states with background checks in place. And 49% of Americans live in a state where background checks are mandatory. So, my last piece of information, I'm sorry, this is getting long. Um, so, more than 342,439 Americans were shot to death in the United States from 2008 to 2017, meaning that a person is killed in, this, in the country with a gun every 15 minutes. <coughs> Excuse me. So, more than 35% of gun deaths in the United States are gun homicides, meaning that close to 33 people are murdered with a gun every day. The gun homicide in the rate in, in the United States is 25 times higher than in other high-income nations, which is actually very, very, very disturbing to think about. In a majority of states, gun homicides disproportionately affect communities of color. For example, while black Americans represent around 15% of the population in Michigan and New Jersey, they account for more than 74% of gun homicides victims in those states. So, they... I don't know, it's just a lot of people get killed every minute, and it's just shocking to, you know, get those numbers put together. Um, and um, the last piece of information I'm going to talk about is the Australia shooting. So, I can't think of the man off the top of my head, but I'll have to look it up. But I'm pretty sure in 1994, a man went in and shot 35 people. And 23 were wounded. So it was the Port Arthur Massacre in 1996. Um, the murderer was Martin Bryant. And after that, Australia put in some very, very, very strict gun control laws. Limiting who could get a gun, where you can purchase a gun, how you acquire a gun. All, you know, these things are very, very beneficial to a safe society. And ever since then, they have had no gun violence. So this goes to show... That related to America, the Australian gun violence laws have worked. And as much as people want to ignore gun violence and act like the Second Amendment is their right and that gun laws are, you know, in violation of their right, we just have to remember that we are giving firearms to protect ourselves. And although we are giving them to protect ourselves, they can be used um, for, you know, cruelness and vile action so we just need to keep in mind that you know having these gun laws will help us and i'm like hoping to god that one day we just we get the gun laws we deserve because our generation and future generations do not deserve to live in a world where we are constantly scared and we see the effects of gun laws and what they've done we see the effects of mass shootings and the effects they've had on the world so I'm sorry this is a long podcast, but I hope you all enjoyed and learned a little something. Um, 
with uncovering the law with Lauren and I will see you next time. Bye.